singing in the kitchen. Family. Running through the yard. Family. Going on vacation. Family. On the credit card. Family. All in this together. Family. We're taking a chance. Family. Like birds of a feather. Family. Kick off shoes and Everybody, it is awesome to be here today. Actually, I'm uh, not here today. It is uh, the first time ever in the history of Second Place where uh, I am teaching today, but I'm not teaching live. This is video, if you haven't figured it out. It's a screen, you're watching, it's amazing. Um, it's, it's cool because we're starting a new series today, and it's called Just Google It. Just Google It. And, and the, whole, the whole idea around this, this series is the, 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 the theme is this idea of um, our search for connection in a disconnected world. We have a family chat, and uh, I don't know how many families out there have a, a family chat, but uh, we have a group text that we are um, texting each other about what's going on, you know, this week, this today, what's for dinner, um, you know, all that, and, and it's hilarious. Honestly, um, a lot of times it's not even a factual, like, hey, this is what's happening today. It's more like, did you hear this, or did you see that? so-and-so did that, and it's, it's hilarious. We have a great time with it, and, and what's really funny is that sometimes um, we'll be texting and going around, and everyone will be chiming in, and, you know, Annalise says this, and Jeremiah just jumps in with this, and Micah, you know, makes fun of what Annalise said, and then I'll chime in about making fun of what Micah said. I don't know if you guys are here, but, or do this yourself, but this is just the Desenzo experience. And the funniest thing about many times what's happening in those conversations is that we're all in the same room. We're all in the same room together on our phones, texting each other, and literally we just look up and talk to each other and actually be present. But that's just kind of where we're at. You know, this the internet... Um, and, and websites and social media have just kind of almost in a way replaced true connection. And, and this idea of today, I wanted to talk about just the idea of likes and, and getting likes on our social media pages. I mean, there's a whole world out there of likes. And I don't know how many of you are like, <laughs> I don't know how many of you are liking the likes or that you are focused on getting more likes on your posts and on your page and all that. But, I mean, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. And likes are kind of, like, funny in a way because there's different kinds of likes. I don't know if you thought about this. This is from an article that I was reading online while I was disconnected from my family. Um, but there's just likes are sometimes, like, it can be, like, money and we all get as much and as many likes as we want. 
And we'll just dole them out to people just to be like, hey, guess what? I am one of the nicest guys out there. I like everything, man. I like your post. I like that picture. I, this is just amazing. Like, I just, and, and we just don't really even think about it because it's like monopoly money. But, but then there's these other likes that are what I would say is like the strings attached likes. Like, let's just say that your mom starts posting pictures of flowers, right? And she just thinks they're the best pictures ever on Instagram. And, you know, if you don't like at least one out of ten of those, you know that it's going to be a conversation that she's going to have with you. Because, I mean, these are some of the best flower photographs ever taken. And, well, why wouldn't you like my flower pictures because I like all of your pictures and so I like all of your pictures strings attached but the, here's the craziest thing I don't know if everybody is about these likes because some of you out there might be like eh I'm not really into the likes but you're on social media a lot and and here's the crazy thing like you might just use social media just to kind of to kind of get in on the scoop of what's happening. Um, you don't really care if any, you don't care to post, you don't care to like much, but you just want to see what's going on. Here's the crazy thing about it all. Your feed is literally dictated and controlled by an algorithm. It, a robot somewhere, probably in Silicon, Silicon Valley, is determining what it is that you're seeing when you're on your your, your feed and when you're on your social media sites and on your apps. And, and that's kind of like, that's, that's really disconnected when here you are thinking and wanting to get connected to the people that you maybe aren't able to be with, that maybe live on the other side of the country or out of state, and you're able to kind of get connected. But in reality, you're not seeing maybe but just a fraction of who you really are friends with or connected with quotations connected with on social media and so that's just kind of crazy and and I think what I'm wondering about as we kick into this series is in looking at likes this week is why do we want them why do we want more likes if that's who we are why do we want to maybe we're not about all the likes but maybe we just want to get connected and, and, and dig into kind of what's going on in other people's lives. Like, why do we want this? And I think that the, the issue is that there's a deep desire inside all of us for affirmation. An attaboy, an girl. Um, some of the kids in the room, you know, like when you bring your homework home and you actually got an A on your quiz, and you want to show your mom and dad, and you want them to say, like, hey, great job. You did it. Like, that's affirmation. We want that to be something that we can feel. I think that's a deep desire of ours. And the second thing is I think that it's all about validation. Like, we want to be able to, to be like, hey, this is something that I posted, and I feel strongly about this photograph or this comment, and, and I want someone to like it to validate that I actually have something good to say or that I posted something that was good, that was helpful. And I don't think that those things are wrong, but I, I think that sometimes it can turn into a popularity contest. And maybe that's another reason why you desire likes and to constantly check to see, 
you know, how many likes you got have on a post, or it's a status issue. And at the core of it, though, at the core of it, whether it's affirmation, validation, popularity, or status, I think the ultimate desire that we really have and the search that we really are having and what is that it? When we say just Google it, I think the it is connection. And I would even go a little bit further than just simply connecting is I would say that we have a deep desire to be known, to be known. And that's like, whoa, to be known. And I think the reason why this is part of who we are and part of our search, the search to be connected, to be known in a disconnected world, is because God created us to connect and to be known. He created us to be connected and to be known. And I want to just look at a couple of passages in Scripture. Um, we're going to be in Genesis 2. We're going to be over in Matthew 18. We're going to end in Jeremiah. And so if you want a Bible, now's a good time to raise your hand. We've got people in the room that will run you a Bible real quick. And I want you to be able to look these things up. And, and on the back of your news and events, there's some of these passages that you can dig into this week. Because that's my heart. My heart is that you don't just take this and kind of check the box to say, I listened to Joe this week. Um, but I, I want you to dig in and to kind of do the heart work this week of, of going deeper into these passages. And so here's what I want to do. I want to pray, and then we're going to dive in. So Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for today. Lord, it's kind of hilarious uh, that I am on a screen and sharing on a weekend where we're kicking off a series about connection. Lord, I pray right now that we would all agree that there are no accidents, that maybe that the way that this is formatted today is for us to kind of learn a little bit more about what it is that you're trying to say to us when it comes to truly connecting with others in community. What does it mean for us, oh God? So right now, I pray that you would open up our hearts as we look into your word. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you would speak to us because, Lord, we know that you are the teacher and we are the student. And so, Lord, we ask you, that, ask you right now to open our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. So Genesis 2, Genesis 2, 18, you guys have um, seen this passage and probably read it before, which is totally cool. But I think the the interesting thing is I just want to look at it from the, sta the standpoint of connection. So this is um, after God had created all of creation, and he had created man, and he had brought the animals to, to, to Adam, and he was able to um, just be able to name them. And, and, and what, what ends up happening is God says this. He says, the Lord God said in verse 18 of chapter 2, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. And, and as we know, God creates Eve. And there is the very first community. And this is a husband and wife community. This is a, a marriage. But um, as we see just a few verses later in verses 23 and 24, it gets pretty intense because it's not just about community. It's about Unity. It's about 
true connection and being known. It says this, the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. And that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. I mean, this is the main reason why I'm not here today is because I'm in New Hampshire and we had uh, a wedding that we were a part of and I was able to um, be the officiant for, for Brandon Bell and Cassie Owens. And they are two Olivet students that graduated last May and, uh, and now have moved to New Hampshire. And so that is awesome. And this is an example of where Brandon and Cassie have, they, the two have become one. This is what this passage refers to. But it also shows us that there is a, an inherent desire on God's behalf and a wiring in us that we would be connected, that we would be unified in community. Now, it's not just husband and wife, because if you look at Scripture, there are Scriptures, all this, this theme of connection and being known and being able to accomplish more for the kingdom because of it are all throughout, all throughout Scripture. I mean, you've got people like David and Jonathan, Moses and Joshua, Paul and Timothy. These are all connections. These are all communities. You see the early church. The early church was an amazing community where it was a Christ-centered community that was just turning the world upside down for Jesus. This is amazing stuff. And, and this is really what God is saying is we're wired for this. We're literally wired for it. And we're wired for connection and we're wired to be known. And we see this in scripture throughout but I think there's a question that we have. And I think the question kind of starts out, sounds a little bit like this. Can we really be known? Can we really be known? I mean, think about this. Even in a room like this, where we say that we're going to gather as second place, and we're going to connect while we're here. But the majority of our time is spent sitting in a chair looking up here. <laughs> I mean, we're here to connect. We're here to maybe start the idea of being known. But can we even really be known in a room like this? Well, I think that there's definitely potential. Um, there, is, uh, there is some effort that we have to go through to make this happen. Um, but I want us to do something right now because I've been talking for a little bit, and I want us to see what connection looks like. When, um, when you, were, uh, you have a name tag, you're either given it on your way in or it's on your chair nearby you. And, I, and I, if you haven't already taken it, uh, it off and, and put it on, write your name on your name tag and put it on, I want you to do that right now. And then I want you to, to go ahead and take a few minutes to stand up. And I know you've already, already greeted each other. But I want you to stand up now with your name tags on. And I want you to start to meet a couple of two, three people that you have never met before. And now I want you to be able to see their name. And I want you to be able to greet them and say hello. Now, kids, I want you to do this as well. And some of you that are overachievers, if you want to do this, what you can do is you can actually go ahead and try to find as many people as you can that have a name that starts with the same letter as you, yours does. And so right now, go ahead. Um, we're going to hit pause on the video. Stand up. 
turn around, get that name tag on, and meet a few people and see what it's like to maybe start the process of being known a little bit. So come back in a couple minutes. All right, so how did that go? Uh, awkward at best, awesome. Uh, I know all the introverts are just so happy that that's over. But I think what that is just this little indication that maybe you met somebody new. Maybe you crossed the aisle. Maybe you went to a different row. Maybe you were able to meet somebody new that you didn't know before. But that doesn't really qualify as really connecting or being known. It, it just qualifies as an awkward moment, right? They, where you're just trying to break the ice and meet somebody new, somebody you haven't met before. And that's where it starts, but it, it kind of doesn't really help us really think that we can be known. That we can be known. I, I think that there's another question that is really a part of this whole conversation, and that is this idea that do we really want to be known. Now, that's really where it's at, right? I mean, do we really want to be known? And I think that that question is something that we all need to wrestle with. Because we may think a few different things. Number one, we may think that, that we don't need to be known. I don't need anybody, and I don't need to be known. And maybe that's kind of like under the radar, kind of like how you feel or how you are thinking, is that I don't really need to be known. I don't really want to be known. And the second thing is that, man, I don't know if that's you, but maybe the second thing is this, is that we really can't be known. There's not, it's not possible for us to find any type of connection or environment where we could really connect and really be known. It can't happen, not in today's day and age, not, in, not, not with how fake people are, or not, not how selfish people are today. It's not even possible to be known. I think that might be some of us today. But I think the one that is probably the most damaging to us, remember last week we talked about that the enemy's goal is to damage the image of God in you. And I think the most damaging thought that we can have about this idea of being known is that we aren't worth being known. We're not worth being known. I mean, what an indictment on us, right? That there is something about us that is inherently broken and we don't really deserve or we're not really worth being known. And I want to tell you today that that is not true. That as crazy as you might be, and there's a lot of crazy people here, believe me, you just met a few of them just a second ago. But as much as in diverse and as like different backgrounds and different um, upbringings and different, different family structures and the different ways of looking at life and faith and all that, I will tell you this, never question your worth. Never question whether or not you're worth being known. Because you are. You are. And I've been able to 
to get to know some of you at s different levels. But, I mean, some of y'all are just insane. Some of y'all are just crazy. But you know what? It's a beautiful picture of the church. It's a beautiful picture of the diversity and the different backgrounds and how we can come together and we can begin to do something amazing for God. But I think that these three things, this idea of we don't need to be known, we can't be known, or we're not worth being known, these things get kind of like batted out of here. They get broken and they get thrown aside when we experience something that is more powerful than those thoughts. And that more powerful thing is a Christ-centered community where we gather in the name of Christ. That's what we do today. We're here today. We're here because of Jesus. We're here to worship him. We're here to worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But a Christ-centered community is where we start to understand and see and are inspired and awakened to this idea that we can be known and we are safe the fear of being known, the fear of the things that we've, somebody knowing the, the things that we've done or the, or the or things that have happened to us, this idea of shame and guilt and all that, that these things are blown away when we are truly known and loved where we are and, and how we are at this moment. There's a passage in Matthew 18 that I want to read to you guys, and you can turn there as well. And it says this, Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20. Very interesting passage. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three Gather in my name, there I am with them. So Jesus is saying, like, first, if you agree, two of you agree for anything that you ask for, it will be done for them by my Father. That's a bold statement. That is a bold statement. And then he follows it up to say, for where two or three are gathered, there I am with them. Jesus is literally here right now. This community is way more than two or three gathered. And that means that Jesus is here. His presence and his power is always available to us. And so a Christ-centered Christ community is where we can find this idea that our search can finally end. Our search for connection, our search to be known, can finally end. And for some of us, we have never experienced Christ-centered community where we're able to be loved where we are, when we are, how we are, and we are able to be cared for and that there's this genuine, authentic, caring, real community that rallies around us. You see, when we believe that being known is possible, what ends up happening is that we begin to value that and we begin to prioritize getting into community 
because we know that that's where we're known, that's, that's where we're loved, that's where we're supported, that's how we make it through the good times and the tough times, and that's when we do life together. And we realize that, we prioritize it, and we begin to seek it out. And so I want to encourage you to step out of your, uh, of your mindset, whether you're feeling like you can't be known, don't need to be known, or aren't worth being known. I want to tell you that there are opportunities. And just real quick, you guys know what they are. We've been talking about Alpha for a few weeks. Alpha is every Monday night at 7 o'clock. The group is going awesome. They're having a blast. Alpha is going really great. It's, a, it's an honest conversation about faith and life. And I'm telling you right now, that Alpha is a place where you can get to for Christ-centered community. The other one that you're, you've been hearing us talk about for the last few weeks is growth groups. Growth groups kick off this week, and there's so many options, and there's a, a great team of leaders that have jumped in and said it will host. And I'm telling you right now, if you need that information, you guys can let us know on the clipboard. And, and I, I'm telling you that those growth groups, they're designed to be Christ-centered. And we're gonna, this week, we're going to be talking more about this message and about how we are able to be known and connected in community. And it's going to be an easy time. It's not going to be like going deep too fast and too crazy, but it's going to be a good time to connect and be able to talk about this. Why is it hard? And, and how do we push past our fears? And how do we begin to believe that this is actually possible. And then the last way I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you is that serving, you know, alpha growth groups, growth groups, and then serving. Serving is a great way to connect. Serving at second place, we have so many needs. I mean, it looks like we have our act together. We don't. There's absolutely no way. We have so many holes in our volunteer roster. We would love for you to jump in on a team. If that's your next step, let's do that. So any of those things could be ways that you connect in a Christ-centered community. But what are we going to do? What are we learning? Here's what we're learning. We're learning, and hopefully the, the Holy Spirit is working in you to say that being known is greater than being liked. And here's what I want to do. I want us to be challenged this week to connect a little bit. I want us to, to be willing to put down our phones and to actually be face-to-face -face with people this week. I want to challenge you to do that. Families, I want to challenge you to do something this week. I'm going to challenge you to put down your phones, and I'm going to challenge you to have one meal together as a family, all around the table at the same time. What? Yeah. It's a big deal, right? And I want you to have a meal together, whether preferably at home, but if you have to go out, that's fine. But when you have your meal, what I want you to do is I want you to do something called phone stacking. And it's super simple. All you do is everybody puts their phone face down in the middle of the table and we stack them. And we've done this as a family. And you stack those phones. And here's the deal. If you're at home, the first person to take their phone out of the stack has to do dishes. Yeah, boy. 
The first person, I mean, your phone might be ringing. It might be getting blown up by text messages. Snapchat might be going off. You don't even know. You don't know what's going on. But if you grab your phone, you're on for dishes. And if you're out, here you go. If you're out and you got those phones stacked in the middle of the table, here's what I want you to do. The first person to grab their phone, because they just got to know, that person pays the bill. Yeah, boy. So I want to challenge it. Now, obviously, at some point, you're going to have to be done with dinner, and you're going to have to grab your phone. But guess what? Y'all could do dishes together, and y'all could chip in a little bit, or you could just be like, Dad, we made it through, so you're buying. I don't really care, but I want you to get face-to-face with each other this week. I want you to say, you know what? I don't need to be ruled by this, being liked and checking my likes and what's going on, my social media, it doesn't matter as much as being together. As the band can come up and can help get ready for us to go into some music. There's so much that we've talked about, so many different things, um, from feeling not worth being known to this idea of jumping into Christ-centered community to really trying to know God and allowing him into your heart. Let's just pray for all of those because I believe that all of us and some of us are probably in any one of those places. So Heavenly Father, Lord, as we go into some time of worship, Lord, we just pray right now that you would instill in our heart, Lord God, that being known is greater than being liked. And that our desire to be um, popular, to have status to to, to be known online, Lord, is not the real deal. Lord, our search for connection in a disconnected world, it ends when we connect with you. And, and it really then just begins a whole new chapter, a whole new story of us being able to connect in a Christ-centered community. We don't have to search for connection anymore because we're able to, we've found it and we begin to go to it And so, Lord, I pray for all my friends that are in the room today, those that are here for the first time, those that got dragged here, those that have been here for many, many years, Lord, that you would challenge us this week to get face-to-face. Lord God, that we would get face-to-face with our spouse or with our family, that we would have conversations, that we would get to a growth group this week, Lord, or to Alpha, or we might even serve. Lord, we just pray right now, God, that you would meet us here as we sing. Lord God, I know that your spirit is here, Lord, and I know that you're going to move. I pray, God, that we would be open as you do. In Jesus' name we pray.